realise for the next two Sundays a number of us may have other family commitments, but we'll be we'll be back on uh, on the third of January. So uh, it'd be great to see you then. But um, Galatians uh, six, Denzel, thank you. Um, that's a passage I've read uh, many times before, um, but I, I felt you you just spoke with. Um, it's real clarity, Tensel, um, and, and, and landed some very helpful points for us. Uh, and there were just a couple of questions I had, and I'm sure others uh, will have questions or, or, or comments as well. But um, you spoke near the start of your sermon uh, about people who think they can be a follower of Jesus uh, without going to church. And, and I wonder... Um, do you think that's becoming more of an issue? There's the internet, there's all sorts of teaching resources out there. Um, I mean, why, why is it so important to have this connection with, with other people? Yeah, awesome. Uh, can everyone hear me? Because I've got a different laptop today. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so I think it's yeah, an interesting uh, question. I think, yeah, quite a few people like doing church this this way in terms of um, online and so on. I think even before the pandemic, there were quite, uh, yeah, a lot of Christians I know just loved connecting with churches on their social media or, or through YouTube and so on. Um, and I think some people just don't always like connecting with people. Um, I think, yeah, they, they feel safe to be able to do church by themselves. And church is more like a tick list. It's not actually an intentional relationship building where we're, you know, trying to come together and serve God and serve each other. Church is almost like a tick list where I've done it. That's my spiritual activity done for, for the week. So people feel okay to just connect with God on um, online and, and so on. Um, obviously, because of COVID, we have to do that. But I think, yeah, church is so vital for believers. And I've seen that for my life. Um, I believe it's it's a must in terms of if you want to really flourish in your Christian faith, you need a, a, a local community who, you know, who love God, who are seeking mm -hmm. to worship God and serve each other and serve the community is so vital. And I think in this Christian walk that we all are in, I think it's going to be very difficult if we... Um, try to do it by ourselves and i think jesus knows yeah. it's going to be difficult and that's why he's given us uh, the church the church is his invention his idea um because we we need it <laughs> we can't do it by ourselves so i think just for me personally just through my experience being in church seeing the huge benefit of church as a christian and i, I don't know where i would be because of my yeah. faith without without the church so yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's, it is challenging stuff, isn't it? We live in this very sort of private culture and, you know, we, we talk of good fences, making good neighbours, and we probably think we have a right to be quite private uh, about our stuff. So there's something here about, yeah, letting people be, be, be close to us. It, it just be taking on to my, my second question, because you may... Um, you made that very challenging point, um, and, and, and you were gentle, but quite direct, really, about not brushing sin onto the carpet, uh, and, and the fact that we, uh, we maybe do that, and we're not actually challenging each other when things go wrong. And I just wondered, do you think this cuts both ways, um, that, that we need to be more willing to speak truth into each other's lives, even when it feels risky? Mm. Actually, I mean, we need to be humble enough to permit people to say stuff to us and challenging things to us. And I, I, I just wonder how you think we build that sort of culture in, in church. Yes, it's, it's a tricky one. Um, 
and I think, yeah, definitely right. I think it definitely needs to go both ways. And I just feel like as Christians, especially as a church family, we just need to have each other's back. Uh, mm. I know when I was growing up as, a, as an older brother, there were certain things my brother would do. Or, um, and I feel like, yeah, if I don't mention this, like this thing is wrong, then he's going to get a, yeah, in a lot of trouble by my parents. Um, so I'll kind of tell him just to warn him, just to guide him. And I feel like we need to do the same as Christians. We need to have each other's back. We know that sin doesn't please God um, and doesn't help the person who is in sin so um i think just leaving it and brushing under the carpet it just yeah i don't think we're being good christian brothers and sisters if we just leave it um as that but i do think there is a level of and i know galatians speaks about you know in terms of the gentleness um we don't want to just say okay you've done this this is wrong yeah, yeah. have no way of trying to restore that person and encourage that person and disciple that person as well and i think this is where um relationships come in because again it's um, I think the more you build a good relationship with someone and they know you have a good heart and good intentions towards them, I think um, when you challenge that person, uh, it can come from a good place. Um, and I think, yeah, we need to be people who, you know, if we're trying to encourage people and, and pointing out people's um, wrongdoings and challenging people, we need to look at ourselves as well um, and, and be challenged by the stuff that we are doing as well. But I think it's easier said than done because again you can mean it out of love and 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 have a good heart towards someone and they still might take it the wrong way yeah I, I think it's just something we just have to do but um also have to check our hearts and and check our intentions and also look at the solution as well not just to bring okay you've done this this is what you've done backing off now but looking at how can i disciple this person how can i love this person um yeah consistently because i think yeah there are times where you may feel challenged and be defensive and then because this person is so encouraging and and it's always kind of consistent and calling and and, and encouraging and showing scriptures then you begin to lighten up towards that mm. well so so yeah i think these are yeah. my thoughts on that oh, absolutely thank you denzel uh, and and yeah it's risky <laughs> you've just made me aware but but the danger is maybe that we um the danger is we're just colluding otherwise, isn't it? And I think we probably all know people in churches we've been in who've, who've maybe behaved in ways that we struggle with for years, yeah. but no, no one has ever challenged them. And, and, and are we actually letting people down, really? Yeah. I, I wonder if we, we, we fail to do that. Yeah. I, I, I just, my, my last question before we open the floor, I mean, you, you mentioned the importance. It was really helpful as well of being... Uh, alert to the problems of the people that are going through, you know, and just like lifting our eyes uh, above ourselves and, 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 and yeah, just, just looking out, outwards so that we know what burdens they have yeah. that, that we can carry. And I guess some people might come back and say, well, that's not very easy during lockdown because we're not actually with each other. And I, I just wondered if, if you had any thoughts on how, how we do this in practice, yeah. uh, even if we can't meet uh, physically. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. I think, yeah, um, carrying each other's burden doesn't just mean in terms of physically doing something for, for someone. I know many of us have been doing this um, over the, the lockdown, helping people physically. Um, and obviously that's a, that's a big part of it as well. But I also think is there are um, probably mental um, issues that people are going through as well. Um, depression, loneliness, um, also mm. supports, which are heavy, uh, really heavy. You can have someone who has, um, you know, in terms of the physical needs of life all in place, but right? in terms of um, depression and um, suicidal thoughts and, and all sorts of um, difficult things that people are facing within, uh, I think it's a huge burden for so many people and it, and it stops people from um, progressing in a spiritual walk and even socializing with people. So I think uh, during lockdown, if you have um, 
any ideas of people who were going through those same situations uh, probably about calling that person letting them know that you were you were there um uh, praying for that person um asking to yeah if there's anything that person needs a uh, prayer for but just just being there um even though we obviously we can't meet physically just just showing this person that you you care uh, i think yeah during this whole lockdown there, there are so many people who are going through some real difficult um things that they're facing within um, which are huge burdens that we can definitely begin to call and encourage in, in many digital ways um, that we can. So Zoom, Skype and the rest. Mm. Probably some help yeah. to think about. That's great. No, th thank you so much, Denzel. I, 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 I don't know, does anybody else have any reflections? I'm sure we may, we may well do so. So if, if you want to raise your hand or... Uh, are coming at this point. Mike, I think, uh, has something. Yeah, cheers, Mike. Still on mute. Uh, yeah, well, I think it's essential that we, we meet up at church and worship together. And, and being there, you get to relate to in my case, I try and relate to the younger members. Mm. And, and in this connection, um, my going to Bradford for the last three years um, has helped me and it, to bridge the age gap. Um, and the things that I've got up to, uh, nothing uh, I shouldn't know. But uh, they, um, uh, and for instance, David Origi, when he, when he was, after he was baptized, as we all know, he's got a, terrific physique um, and he and so I I used to do it when I was in my 20s I used to do a lot of weight training for rugby um, yeah. and putting on on muscle to uh, mm. uh, to help me with tackling and running and uh, the um, and so I'd go to David and, and, and you know I congratulate him on his baptism and uh, Flash my biceps and, and we'd have a laugh together. But I could, I could, I could, I could get through to him and others. Um, but that, that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't been in church with them. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. I think yeah, we are a family. We we learn from each other. We don't all have the answers, but we we learn from each other. And that's why I, I do love churches with with all ages. I'm not really a big fan of just like youth churches or. Um, and well, yeah, diff yeah. I, I like churches that are, have older people, younger people, more mature people. So someone's coming in, let me just add them in. Um, but yeah, I love I love churches that have the, the whole range. Um, and I think at SBC we have that range of younger and older. Uh, we can all learn from each other. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I was going to say, Denzel, um, when you were talking about people being individual and doing church at home, I was thinking there's there's also uh, it's easy to come to church sometimes and not be part of it. Exactly. Just come on your own and rush out at the end or something. But there's something I was thinking about, how do we get to know one another and how do we build those relationships? And often it's through um, working together, doing stuff together. And then you, you mix with people that are a bit like-minded, but not necessarily be the same age or whatever. Yeah. And, and having projects and doing stuff together is such a great way of, of building friendships and, and actually getting to know folk. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, certainly that's really been my experience. Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask you about, um, yes, 
trying to discern what how people are getting along and, and if they're okay or not but it's sometimes I find it quite hard to share how I'm feeling or if I'm feeling a bit down or whatever it's quite hard to share that sometimes mm. um, so I think it's just about maybe um, really asking the Holy Spirit to, to point people out to us to prompt us to phone or to prompt us absolutely um, absolutely yeah mm. yeah yeah, it's like everyone, we're not going to just share our, our problems with, with the whole church. Um, but there will be times where God is, you know, someone's on your heart. Um, you don't know why that person's on your heart. And that may be a, um, an inclination to, to call that person and see how they're doing. Um, and sometimes you will have maybe a little bit of insight to, to what this person might be going through as well um, that you could explore. So, yeah, definitely discernment and, and, and wisdom on there. Yeah. I think it's Trevor's hand up. I'm not sure. Yes. 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 No, well, you know me then. <laughs> no, because I was going to, I just wanted to uh, sort of just put in, the way I say, I, I, I like the idea of, um, you know, you, you, you being there for people. Yeah. But I think the way of, the, the only way of really getting through is to use that so-called sword of truth, but temper it with compassion and, and well, compassion and, 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 and some kind of gentleness. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, just, just, but, you, but you have to be truthful. Mm. Absolutely. Otherwise, to me, nothing can work. That's like you're saying about sweeping it under the carpet. Mm. To me, that's dishonest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, you're just you're pandering to the person or you're just permitting the behavior to continue. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So really and truly, you know, the only true way of dealing with it is truth. Absolutely. In that, in that way, and it comes back to you as well. You can be truthful for them, but that truth is also your truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you just reminded you know me... I mean? but you, temper, you temper it. Yeah. With the, with the, with the humanity. Yeah. I suppose it's the right word to put it. Yeah. So you're not... So you, like you said, that you're not actually judge, judging or, or saying, oh, you've done this wrong and all that. But it's allowing someone to just open up. Hmm. Mm, absolutely and to come back with you on the journey absolutely and I think you reminded me of um, what we looked at um, on Thursday about um, in terms of in, in Acts 24 there was a situation where Paul was you know in well, kind of in prison about to be in trial and um, one of the Jewish people one of the Jewish leaders was kind of pandering to, to Felix who was the, um, the governor at that particular point and kind of flattering mm -hmm. him uh, but Paul he, he, yeah, he didn't compromise at all when it came to the gospel and challenging people with authority or wealth and so on, he was willing to do that. And I think sometimes in churches, we, we're okay to challenge certain people, but with other people with status or, or money or popularity, we're, we're a bit more afraid to, you know, we don't want to offend them. They, um, they have a lot of influence in the church and so on and so on. But I think we, we, <laughs> we need to call sin for what it is. We need to challenge um, people and be truthful to people, no matter what their, their status uh, may be in life. So I think that's a, a challenge for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks. Any other comments? I wonder before we. Uh... Virginia. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Virginia. Thanks. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry I'm, I don't know so much technicality. So William is trying to <laughs> lift my hand up there, but I couldn't. <laughs> uh, but I just wanted to say, um, it's just a comment. Um, I think uh, what Denzel said is important to uh, to be there for someone needs us at this time 
Mm -hmm. uh, there is one lady who's been calling me from March every single day without fail. Sometimes she called three, four times because she has no family. Uh, she has nobody. And I'm just like her family. Uh, she's from Greece, so she have no attachment with her. But uh, sometimes she call uh, with a distress call. Well, she just tells me, Virginia, I just want to go and kill myself now. And I have to calm her down. I have to, to say, to give her reassurance that she's not suffering this pandemic alone. She's not on lockdown alone. It's all of us in it. And um, it is that reassuring her and, and showing her and telling her that one of these days we'll meet up. And a few, uh, I think in October before the second lockdown, I went with the, my son and my daughter. She live in Auscourt. We took a train to Auscourt and we, we went there. She couldn't believe that I could take a journey on a Sunday morning, mm. go and have lunch with her. Mm -hmm. I took her for lunch with myself and Debbie and she was so happy. She couldn't stop crying because she said, definitely God is there. Because she thought nobody cares, even though she talks to me over the phone. Yeah. But the fact that I traveled from Croydon to Auscourt, just to reassure her that this pandemic is coming to an end and she will soon be able to be out and see other people. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important because... Um, uh, she, she's such a lovely person, but she has no family. Yeah. And uh, she look up to me for reassurance all the time. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mm. Mm. Uh, any other questions? I'm wondering before we, uh, or comments. Thanks so much, Virginia. Just before we go to uh, our breakout rooms for a little bit. Brilliant. Oh, thank you. Well, I don't know if do you want to do the honours, Dental? Yes, I will. Let me just... Again, for that, that 